Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback Podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, the Three Stooges, as mentioned in the intro. This is episode 25, covering the shorts Cash and Carry. I use Wikipedia, IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, and ThreeStooges.net, mostly, to find the tidbits for these episodes. And I watch them usually on Daily Motion, sometimes on YouTube. This one I watched on YouTube. Um, I've read most every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts, as well as regurgitating the opinions of others. With that said, let's get on with the show. Cash and Carrie stars our heroes Curly, Larry, and Moe, obviously. This has got a running time of 18 minutes and 21 seconds. It was filmed over five days, May 4th through the 8th in 1937. And it was released September 3rd, 1937. So, roughly four months from when it was shot to when it was released, which is a little bit longer between the time of shooting and release. It lines up usually about two or three months out is what we've been seeing, but, you know, who knows why. We'll put it down to the vagaries of time long ago. (laughs) Regardless, Cash and Carrie was produced by none other than Jules White. It was directed by Del Lord. A story and screenplay by Clyde Bruckman. But also listed here under screenplay is Elwood Ullman. He was a gag writer for Mac Senate and then turned to be a screenwriter for short subjects at Columbia. Interesting fact about Ullman, in 1955, he and his writing partner Edward Burns, not Burns, but B-E-R-N-D-S, they were nominated for an Oscar for a film called High Society. Unfortunately, the Academy had confused the high-budget Bing Crosby-Grace Kelly feature with Ullman's work on a Bowery Boys movie of the same name. (laughs) So, Ullman and Burns declined the nomination, but were permitted to keep the certificates of recognition. So, that's pretty cool. You know, it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where he gets the Tony, if anyone is familiar with that. So, Bruckman, we have gone over before. He, uh, sadly, he was the one who borrowed Buster Keaton's gun and committed suicide. I hate to boil it down to that one sentence, but uh, we have covered his life a couple of times throughout the show here. He had recycled gags to the point of unemployment. His typed suicide note said, I have no money to pay for a funeral, which is just super sad. At the end, he was turning in old scripts that he had not updated or changed at all. Just returning, just... You know, turning them in again and saying, here, take this, use this. Which I'll bet seems like it it might work nowadays. (laughs) Uh, That is not the way to do things, though. 
So on to the supporting cast of Cash and Carrie. We've got Sonny Bupp as the kid Jimmy. His most notable role is Citizen Kane as Junior, the son of Charles Foster Kane. When he died in 2007, he was the last surviving credited actor from Citizen Kane, a picture that I have never seen, so go figure. <laughs> uh, we've got Nick Copeland and Lou Davis. They are con men in this picture, and it's notable because they reprise their roles in the next picture coming up. Lou Davis was in 75 movies. He usually played a heavy or a, uh, you know, a thug. We've also got, there wasn't much on uh, Nick Copeland. We've got Lester Dorr. He was the president's secretary. He was a bit player in over 500 pictures and shorts and plays, etc. So he worked all the time. And then we've got John Ince as the vault chief. He was the older brother of cowboy star Tom Ince. He founded the first movie studio. Uh, the first complete movie studio in Hollywood with everything that you need to make a movie from sound stages, etc., called Inceland or Inceville. And we've got Harlene Woods. She rounds out the uncredited cast here. Her real name was Evelyn Merchant. She did 20 films and three Three Stooges shorts Dizzy Doctors, Back to the Woods, and Cash and Carry. She was a songwriter as well in her career. Oh, Eddie Lawton and Cy Shindell, they show up again. Re regular listeners will find them familiar names, at least. The title, Cash and Carrie, was a popular saying at the time. Carrie Grant and heiress Barbara Hutton, they were married from 1942 to 1945, and they were called by the tabloids Cash and Carrie, because for Carrie Grant, and she was Cash, I guess. <laughs> she was an heiress. That's, that's later than this short, though, obviously. So this one opens on Larry driving a ramshackle old car with Moe in the passenger seat and Curly with a mule sitting in the back. car has a flat front tire and the rubber's just flapping all over the place. Curly's sitting back there sharing a carrot with the mule. Pretty, pretty good. Larry says he is through with prospecting. So we get that they are gold prospectors. Moe says they've been at it six months and only has blisters. Curly says, I'm still getting blisters. And looks at where he, and looks at where he's sitting, like on his butt. <laughs> the tire blows, and Mo says, ah, there goes our last tire. So <laughs> Larry hopes that the uh, the car just holds out till they get home. There's a weird close-up of Mo saying, home sweet home. He's really, like, acting his heart out there. <laughs> so they say, there's our house. Turn in quick. And they turn into the city dump. They see, uh, they see smoke coming from the chimney of this uh, tumble-down shack. <laughs> and they go to, uh, they're like, let's go kick out the squatters. And they've got shovels to help them knock somebody around and kick them out of there. So they go in and there's a kid sitting at the table. And the boys go in to kick him out of their apartment. And uh, he gets up all slow. And he grabs his cane and he apologizes for trespassing. And the boys are shocked and they looked at each other. And they're alarmed at his... At his disability and Curly asks where his father is and he doesn't have one it's just him and his sister so Mo very nicely says to the kid he says oh uh, uh, we got the wrong house uh, ours didn't have curtains and uh, he tells the kid to sit back down which is pretty much the nicest that the Stooges have ever been with a stranger although he's a kid so that's nice he needs help with his math homework and uh, Curly and Larry turn away immediately but Mo. Mo makes them help 
<laughs> I like they turn her away just right away. You know, it's funny. So Curly wants to help him add six and six. And Curly says, oh, that's boxcars. And he says, that, they look like two lumps of sugar with smallpox. And you throw them. And he's telling the kids how to shoot craps, basically. And uh, Mo comes up and says, what are you trying to learn, the kid? So they leave, leaving the kid alone in the dump. But, uh, you know, got to grow up quick, I guess. So the mule won't move. They need to go get their mule, and it won't move. And Curly says it's on a sit-down strike. <laughs> they say, come on, we got to find some tires. And so they start looking all around in the dump. He says, where, where are we going to find tires? And he says, same place we got the car. And they start looking around. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. So Curly fights with a tire that won't come out of the ground. It's stuck to something. He ends up hitting Mo with a uh, with a club. In there, digging around, they find a can full of coins. And uh, Curly reads the canned corn label as canned coin. He says, why prospect for gold when we can search all these cans right here? And then there's a little, you know, they do a little business with searching through the cans and blowing in them and looking through them and all that type of thing, you know. So the kid's sister comes back, and she shows the kid some cash that she's earned out, you know. And uh, they go looking for their can of money, but lo and behold, it is gone. So they throw some cans, they're looking, and they end up hitting the boys. But uh, come to find out, they were saving for Jimmy's operation, and they need $500. So the boys take her can of money to put it uh, in the bank for safekeeping. And they crank up the car, but it explodes. And the engine flies up in the air, and Curly's running underneath it. I got it, I got it. But he misses it, and luckily, because it makes a huge hole in the ground. <laughs> and Moe's mad that he didn't catch it, but, you know, he's lucky he didn't. So then the Stooges are at the bank, and uh, they ask how long it will be before the money turns into $500. They've got $62 in the can. And so the banker calculates it up and he says $62 if you put it in right now will become $500 in 104 years which would be 2040 but I saw on a website that if you had put that money in actually it would be worth by 2020 it would have been worth 1100 bucks regardless as Mo says they can't wait that long so two scammers overhear what's going on and they decide to let's you know let's give these guys the business and so here we go. And he says, how would you boys like to make thousands of dollars? Mo says, stranger, you interest me strangely. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good, funny, funny little delivery anyway. So they all drive to this fancy house. And the guy says, this is where the treasure is buried. Uh, buried by Captain Kid's kid. And the Stooges are excited. They're going to help, you know, help. They think they're going to help dig for treasure. But uh, they say, no, it'll cost you $200 for the privilege of digging it up. 200 or nothing. And Curly says, well, then nothing. <laughs> but they end up giving the guys the 62 bucks, And the scammers are happy to get anything. And the car. <laughs> so, And uh, they go inside. It's a great big empty house. The map they were given is Walla Walla. says Walla Walla on it with a big X next to it. And they decide each will take a Walla and start digging. Meaning the walls. Uh, they bend over to get the tools and triple head knock. All right, one at a time, and then they all go again. Mo and Curly are on different sides of the same wall, and Curly sledgehammers Mo. Curly falls all the way down to the basement. He says, I found that first step everyone told you to look out for. And Larry tells him not to lose it. Well, don't lose it. <laughs> Curly starts to sledge a support beam in the uh, in the basement. 
and Mo puts his hole in the wall, and a whole bunch of stuff like falls on his on the back of his neck while he's got the, his head through the plaster of the wall inside the wall. It looked like it really hurt. Mo's a bunch of stuff came down on the back of the neck. So Larry pulls on his feet and pops him out. And then Curly sees a quarter that he dropped, and he thinks it's the treasure. It's or it's part of the treasure. So he grabs his pick and he's gonna start digging in the ground. But he gets his pick stuck in the in the support beam as he swings, and he pulls it, and it brings the whole floor down above him. And Mo and Larry just slide down into the basement. It's a huge set piece, it seems. I don't know the budgets of the Stude shorts, besides that I know that they got less and less over time and the, with the production. Um, but this one seems to have a pretty good budget. You know, it's early on. I think they were still rising in popularity even. But like I said, this is a big set piece with, you know, moving, falling ceilings and ramps and whatnot. So Mo and Larry start frantically digging. Curly is pulled down into the hole, and there's a nice little bit where the uh, the eye, po- eye pokes and stuff are going. And Curly sticks his tongue out, and Mo dr- just reaches over and drizzles dirt on it. <laughs> the hole is super deep, and they are digging, still knocking each over, knocking each other over and over um, and over. <laughs> Gets a little long with the same gag, to be honest with you, but you know. Uh, it is pretty funny when they are all throwing dirt up in the air and it's just raining back down on them. At one point, uh, Mo says, remind me to kill you later. And Curly says, no, I'll make a note. Mo says, never mind, I'll do it now. <laughs> so they start digging sideways instead and uh, they come to this wall they have to chisel through. So we cut to inside Vault 3 of the U.S. Treasury <laughs> and we hear digging. So the Treasury obviously shares a wall with some residential house which is very strange. So he say, we'll get the dynamite, you know, because we got to, we're back to the boys now. And uh, Curly says, oh boy, I like, I like firecrackers. They light the dynamite and stick it in the hole that they've chiseled. And then they realize that they can't get out of the hole that they're in. So they bury their heads in the ground. The wall explodes and in they go. And so there's gold bricks all around. Larry says, now Jimmy can get his operation. Curly says, now we can all get an operation. <laughs> but alarms are going off at the police station now. So Larry is stuffing his pockets with gold, big gold bricks, <laughs> and his pants just fall down, you know, because they're super heavy. So the cops come in, and uh, Mo calls them claim jumpers. They're arrested, and uh, the next we see is the U.S. Capitol building with senators being told that the president is in conference. And we go in the room, and it's with the boys and with Jimmy and the sister. And so the president says that he will take care of Jimmy's operation, and he will pardon the boys. Curly says, gee, Mr. President, you're a swell guy. And Mo says, you said it. And the end. <laughs> Just super weird ending for a stewed short. They were very kindly in this one. They did some nice things. <laughs> So Clyde Bruckman's uh, story here was later used for comedian Andy Clyde in A Minor Affair in 1945 and Two April Fools in 1954, which is proof of reused scripts. (laughs) So this short gets an 8.79 on threestooges.net, and I'm right around there as well. I think I'm going to go 8.5. This one was better than the last, for sure. I kind of like the Stooges doing noble things and being heroes to someone. It's kind of good. Uh, it definitely won't last, though. So, <laughs> um, There wasn't a whole lot of background for this one, so I think that uh, that that's going to do it. 
Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, Playing the Ponies. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. You can go to anchor.fm if you want to make a podcast of your own. It's a great free site. Uh, It takes a lot of guesswork out of podcasting. You really have a lot of tips and help. So anyway, I have been your host and chief knucklehead, Gabe Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studios at the back of the house. See you next time. Bye. (laughs)